Cripple Content Creations presents Disability After Dark, the premier podcast shining light on sex and disability with your host, Andrew Gerza. Disability After Dark with Andrew Gerza, shining a bright light on sex and disability. Content warning. The language, content, and discussion found within this episode of Disability After Dark will be explicit. Listener discretion advised. Hello, hello there. Thank you so much for coming to this episode of Disability After Dark. I'm excited you're here. I'm excited you want to talk about sex and disability with me. And aren't you excited for a second episode this week? I know you are. So let's get started. So you guys know that I enjoy being a fame whore and that being a fame whore is one of my favorite things. And my job as a disability awareness consultant is to bring disability to pop culture. That's what I do. That's what I that's what I love to do. That's one of my favorite things. And I have always said that we deserve to see more people with disabilities and disabled people in the spotlight. We need to see them tell their own stories. Well, part of what I've been doing over the last year and a half is working with the National Film Board of Canada on a documentary short on the work that I do and my story as a disability awareness consultant. They approached me a year and a half ago and said, we love the work you're doing. Would you consider testing for a documentary with us? And I was like, well, that's amazing. I have never been approached by a big organization like this to follow my story. I've always been somebody who kind of was like, I'm going to do it myself because no one else has done it. And I got paired up with this amazing director, Jari Osborne, and this amazing producer, Leah Marin, who I talked to throughout our interview, throughout this episode. We talk about kind of the ins and outs of making this film and what it was like for them to learn about disability when making this film and what it was like for me to be kind of on camera all the time. We share the ins and outs of this project because... This project is having its world premiere this Tuesday, May 30th at 5 p.m. in Toronto at the Toronto Inside Out Film Festival. And I want to use this interview as a kind of a precursor to the film to get you guys excited. As you'll hear them say throughout the interview, we're also hoping for this film to have a much wider and broader release. But this is the world premiere. This is something that I was very intimately involved with. And I'm excited, I'm nervous, I'm scared, I'm exhilarated to share this interview with you and to let you see some of the work that I've been doing with this documentary. So without further ado, here's my interview with producer Leah Marin and director Jari Osborne from the National Film Board of Canada for the film Picture This. Enjoy, guys. Just a little production note. About around the 34, 35 minute mark when we were recording, my audio crapped out, so I have to repeat a story, and you may hear me repeat the story at some point during the podcast, Um, so just be aware of that tiny little production note, because I had to restart my system and start all again, Um, the joys of self-podcasting, so just be on the lookout for that, and possibly ignore it, but here's the brand new episode 
of Disability After Dark, the premier podcast shining a light on sex and disability right now. Jari Osborne and Leah Marin, hello. Hi, Andrew. Hello. Hi, guys. Thank you so much for coming on my little podcast. Our pleasure. Thank you for having us. I'm so happy you're here. Uh, we, I haven't really talked a lot about what this episode's about. I've been teasing it as much as I can to my audience, but I haven't really said much of anything because, well, you guys know why. But so, <laughs> so why don't you guys kind of tell the audience who you are a bit? I've, I've given them a little bit of background on what the episode's about, but why don't you guys introduce yourselves? Jari can go first. Um, okay, so I um, am a documentary filmmaker. Um, this is my third film for the National Film Board. Um, and uh, what what else can I say? I mean, I I was drawn to this story about uh, sex and disability because it beats with the same heart as the other films I do, which always seem to deal with people on the outside trying to uh, find a way to belong. So. Uh, when I read about you and I read some of your articles, I was totally intrigued by your position on sex and disability. And I thought there was something that connected me to that story. Definitely. And, I, and, and so that's, I, that's great. And so Leah? So I am a producer with the National Film Board of Canada. I've been producing here now for about 10 and a half years. She's awesome, um, too. <laughs> and and uh, Jari actually came to meet with this story. Um, and, uh, and I have to say that, you know, we had lots of conversations in the very beginning of this where we really looked at the issue from different perspectives. Um, and for me, it was what was... Uh, drawing me to the story was that I think not dissimilar to Jari that it falls in line with what my work explores, which is our humanity. Um, I think stories in particular that come from uh, voices that often fall off the radar or go unheard. Um, and and in this case, the opportunity to work with uh, Jari Osborne, who, though she has previously worked with the NFB, we've never actually worked together. So this is our first film working together. So I didn't, I didn't know that. I thought you guys had worked the way Jari mentioned to me. It sounded like you guys worked together before. So No, this is a first. Yeah. Wow. This, yeah. That's great. It is a first. And uh, I mean, we've known each other for quite a while. Yeah. But uh, we've never actually paired up to do a doc together before. No. no. In fact, I pitched a lot. We talked a lot before <laughs> we decided to go with a, an, in, a, in a certain direction with a certain project, Leah. I mean, yes, we, we, did. we talked about many things that interested both of us. Exactly. But nothing seemed to really, um, nothing really seemed to to say to both of us at the same time, this is a story that needs to be explored. This is something that needs to be told. Exactly. So I think that it was um, a great opportunity. And I have had a, an amazing time uh, directing this film and having Leah produce it. She's just such a sensitive and creative producer and so thoughtful and kicks, <sighs> kicks my butt. Oh, please. Thanks, Charlie. <laughs> oh. <laughs> There's love in the room right now. I guys. know. Um, I mean, go ahead, Andrew. So I, I think it's just great. And I, like, this is weird because I, I typically talk to 
guests about work that I'm not involved in. So it's it's weird to be talking to you guys about stuff that I was directly involved in. Um, Well, you were a big reason for both of us, I think, really wanting to explore this story. Um, I mean, Jari, of course, long before me, but I think um, definitely you were uh, a significant, oh my God, I guess to, to, to best describe it was that when I first found out that Jari was going to be meeting with you and she did, and she had this meeting, she came back and she was just, um, I mean, Jari, you were over the moon. I mean, I think you'd, you'd figured out that this was um, someone that you not only wanted to collaborate with, but that you were also so excited to be able to, to find a way to share their story. Right. Um, and, uh, and for me, I feel like, um, part of it was knowing through Jari who she was potentially going to be, be following. But then when I actually saw some of the footage that we happened to shoot quite quickly with you very early on, I quite honestly, I mean, as Jari had, I think just fell in love. So there you have it. I mean, for me, it was, it was terrifying and my audience and everybody who knows me knows I'm a little bit of a fame whore, and I will openly <laughs> cough to that. Um, but today, I remember when I met Jari, and Jari can attest to this, I was I was standoffish, a little bit skittish, and a little bit like, okay, what kind of film do you want to make? About what? Why? It looks, I, was, I was excited, but I was very cautious to like say sure, because I didn't know what angle it, it would go on. I mean, at that point, none of us really knew the angle it would take, but I was very cautious because... Jari openly said in one of our first meetings, I've never done anything like this before, but I want to I wanna learn. And so that's kind of what endeared me to the project was really Jari saying that to me, saying, you know, I've never really done anything like this before, but I want to learn. I want us to do it together. And so when Jari and I had that conversation, I immediately opened up and was like, okay, all right, like, let's try this because it's going to be whatever it is and let's give it a shot. So you, when you say never done it before, you mean... I had, I was telling you, I was quite open and made myself um, really transparent to you about not having any um, direct experience with disability. Before. Yeah. I, I didn't know what the hell I was doing. And yet I felt like there was such a point of um, connection and intersection between your experience and what I knew of my, my, my family's experience. I I being this being a podcast, don't know that I'm Asian. And the first film I did for the NFB was on my father um, uh, as a Chinese, as a Canadian born Chinese um, person, he was denied the right to vote. And until he, anyway, he, it's his it's his war story uh he he was he joined the uh canadian army and became a, a special uh operations um agent in the in the pacific but my 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 feeling was that there was it was st- astonishing to me to to learn that my father, when I did the picture that my father used to say to me, he, he would get up, one of the most painful things he shared with me that was that he would wake up every morning and feel like an animal because of the prejudice that he encountered and the way he was treated. And I guess I was 
astonished to find that same, a similar sentiment, uh-huh. a sort of subhuman attribution <laughs> somehow of people in our midst now. I, and I, I was so, um, I was sort of taken aback and surprised and horrified and realized that there was a profound connection I had to explore. And that is actually one of the things that you, Leah, also pushed me to um, almost, defend almost. You, mm-hmm. you needed me to defend why this story was a story that I could tell, not being disabled and not having a close experience with disability in my life. Exactly. I mean, that was one of the earliest conversations we had, which is, you know, ultimately, I think the question I asked was, why are you the person to tell this story? Um, and and why your gaze? And, and it wasn't a, a facetious or flippant question. It really was um, an effort to help you, which you did, find your connection to the story and therefore to also recognize your role in the telling of the story and the role that Andrew would need to play in the collaboration of the telling of that story. Um, I think it's just interesting that most recently you have all of these conversations that are coming up to the surface about, you know, exactly that, the gaze, whose gaze it is and why that gaze is, is the one that, you know, should be the lens on, upon, through which we look at something. Right, right. And still we walked a very tricky line with all of it, always examining mm-hmm. where we were coming from, how we were going to get to the next place, where we were going you know, what was going to happen. So it was a very challenging piece to, um, to do. Um, but Andrew, why were you so cautious about yeah. the process? I, I was cautious, I think, because I have seen disability documentaries done before, and they've been done with a very particular hue. They've, been, they've painted disability, and I, I've said this a bunch in, in when I talk about what I've seen, plinky-plunky, like, music that is really saccharine and overly sweet and I've seen stories that are really based around not so much the the lived experience of disability but the characterization of what we think disability is so I was very concerned that if I agreed to this it would be a it would be a doc similar to that and the story would be not not really knowing in either of you at that point I was very unsure of how to proceed also, but I was, you know, I'm not going to lie. When I, when I heard that Jari was interested in talking to me, I was like, oh, the National Film Board, like that's, wow, that's big time. And I immediately was like, all right, well, this is a big stepping stone. So that's why I didn't immediately say no. I was like, I want to suss this through. And then when, I remember when we had that lunch almost now a year and a half ago, we had a lunch to talk about what we were going to do. And you, Jari, said something to the effect of, I, I want to do this, but I have no idea what I'm doing. Um, much more eloquent than that, but something to that effect. And I remember thinking, okay, yep, she's the one that I would want to, because you didn't come off with this pretend knowledge of as if you knew everything about disability already. You hadn't gone away and and read, about, read up on all the lingo around disability to steal yourself upon meeting with me. You just went in um with that without those that knowledge and said I want to I want to do this I want to learn and there's something really I think powerful and refreshing about working with somebody it's funny I did a lecture the other day for a festival in Toronto and I, one of the things I said was we have to sit in our discomfort 
in order to create disability related content around it was a it was a lecture around theater and disability and I said we have to sit in our discomfort around disability and one of the things that I like working with both of you is that there have been moments where you've both been uncomfortable and those are my favorite moments when we work together because there are moments when we were shooting this thing where Jari would stop and go Andrew how do you feel about that I don't know how I don't know how we feel about this well how do you feel and you would ask me because you would say I feel like I don't know if I like this and I would say no no keep going or no no I agree with you it's not it, that might not work mm-hmm. but the fact that you didn't know means that you were learning as we went and I think there's something really powerful about that absolutely I think I'm just going to chime in here because I think what was really um, amazing to me about Jari throughout this entire process was that um, her approach was one in which you said it already, Andrew, but she didn't come with a particular point of view. She didn't know the film she was going to make. And I think she was very much open to and interested in learning um, that this was going to be a journey for her as well. And that you know, you, you've nailed it with the notion of, I think, um, accepting the discomfort of the situation and recognizing that that's the only way that you can grow and that you can learn and that there was much for both of us to learn about you, about the reality of your life and what it means to live the life that you live. Um, and, and for our own, um, I think, notions, judgments, ideas to be dispelled on many levels and to reckon with um, those, those, what's the word, um, filters that we carry with us, yeah. that we don't acknowledge that we have, right? And we that surprised don't acknowledge us. That we, sorry, Jerry, we don't acknowledge that we... That we have, that, that we, we wear. prejudices and ableism yeah. and That's all right. those things that we don't... Exactly. Really, they're, they're there always. They're always there. We don't want to show them. And so I think, I think what I liked about it about working with you guys throughout this process and it was a long process you guys know (laughs) for the audience listening it took us we started this process back in august of 2015 Mm -hmm. and it is now the end of may 2017 upon recording and the film the film which we'll talk about in just a second and jari we we will get to your point because i'm sure it was amazing and i'm sorry to cut you off but no i don't think it was amazing at all thank you for (laughs) totally (laughs) loving it um Yeah, it's now May 24th, and we the film is released in a week. It took us almost two years to do this thing. So we have worked, the three of us have worked, and so many more people behind the scenes, you all know who you are, you're great, have worked tirelessly to make this thing go, and I I am just so proud of what we've produced. And so let's talk about a little bit about what we produced. Uh, so I haven't told the name of the film yet. Why didn't someone... Jari. Well, the name of the film, the title of the film is Picture This. Um, And it was so hard to come up with a title for this documentary. Would you not say, Leah? It was, yes, it was very hard to come up with a title. Um, But there is is deep significance to why we chose this one. (laughs) It was a real struggle. I mean, it was a real struggle. We went through, I mean, we had, and we had, we had lists. At one point, all Leah and I were thinking about, dreaming about, lying awake at night. Seriously, I've never had such difficulty. And part of that is because I do think, I think this is a very, uh, I don't, I don't even know exactly how to describe it, but it's a, 
it's 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 an I think it's a, a an an honest, <laughs> painful, joyful look um, at at the reality of of of, of living living your life, Andrew. And I think that you know we we've it, there are so many um, capturing you. There were so many. There was such a range of of um, emotions and philosophy and thinking. There was so much to capture, and I like to think that we captured a lot of those nuances with a light with a light touch with a light touch. Um, and I mean that's that's the struggle too, making a film like this because you could have gone another way. We could have centered in on the the tough stuff and the challenges and a lot of dis, a lot of disability document documentarian work, at least that I've seen, really likes to kind of pull at those those heartstrings of like the tough things because that's the narrative around disability that we are often fed that life is so hard and so tough. And so what I what was interesting about this film was that we I think we try to talk about the stuff, the tough stuff with a light, with a light kind of airy feel to it, but also really get to the deep stuff too. when we had to. Um, and that was, I, I would say that for, for all of us, that was a bit of a challenge. Hey, it was hard to get there and know whether or not we've crossed the line or whether or not that's going to sell or whether or not that's going to always that clip work continuously, continuously. In fact, one of the things that galvanized, um, galvanized Leah and I, I think Leah, I shouldn't speak for you, but I'll, you know, interrupt me if I get this wrong. But um, I think when we first looked at doing this piece, and it's always hard to do these pieces, right? You've got to find the money, you've got to find the audience, you've got to justify it. Um, you've got to justify your interest and your um, stake in the, in the, in the project as well. And we were at the time we were looking at um, people who wanted who indicated and expressed an interest in the subject matter uh, and were interested in coming on board as as potential partners in this and it broke my heart <laughs> when i I hope I'm not giving too much away and I'm not going to mention names, mm. but it was incredibly disappointing when I captured the first one we went in it for a day and we shot with you, and we captured elements of your story which um, were i thought sort of i thought were honest and tough but also quite beautiful in their honesty mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and tender in a way. Um, well, we, we put together a, a little sort of demo reel of that footage and showed it to our potential partners. And um, they went from having been so excited about the possibility of uh, coming on this adventure with us to being totally dismayed, totally... Um, turned around, they found it very un, um, unappealing, the subject matter. I think there are, I think this is sort of part of what you were talking about, Andrew, you were addressing and what, mm -hmm. what we faced is that people like their disability stories told in a certain way. I, yeah. mean, 
I think they like them sort of sugar-coated. I think they like them inspirational. I think, and so when I presented this, I thought quite, I don't know. I just thought it was, I didn't think there was, I didn't think there was anything too challenging no. about it. It was, um, I and it was the be, first shot that you had shown them when the first, yes. the first thing mm-hmm. you did. Yeah. Yeah. And they just, they were out. And so I, I shared that when I shared that with Leah, mm-hmm. he said, well, that that settles it we've got to do this film now. I mean, we have to do this film now. And she did it. She totally put this thing on her back and she championed this um, right to the end, champions it now. So it's really been a very remarkable collaboration. I've actually, um, I've I've worked with, with, you know, strong producers, experienced producers, really invested producers, but I haven't, worked with someone who was as as much um really by my side at my back and you know sometimes leading the way into the desert Sorry. As, as Leah. no i mean what am i embarrassing you leah i am you can't see me i'm but i'm i'm complete it's all well i appreciate what you're saying i really do i mean i think um i think you know the feelings are mutual but i think you know we were both on board from the very moment um, that we decided we were going to go forward and and develop this. And I think you hit it though, Jari. I think you and I became galvanized in that moment. Um, And so I feel like it just became this, this um, connection for us. And I think we've, we've carried that through ever since. Right. And it's been, it's been an an incredible journey. I mean, with all productions, they have their ups and downs, but I think this one has uh, been very much a passion project, um, and it was a film we absolutely had to make. Um, and and you know, and it has been an absolute pleasure to be able to collaborate with uh, with Dari on this project from uh, inception to completion. And we have had a true partnership, which is <laughs> which is an absolute an absolute privilege. So yeah, yeah, right back yeah. at you. Yeah. Well, um, and when things went to absolute shit sometimes you know that would be it i'd, I'd phone you up and i'd phone me up and i'd say okay everything's taking a great you know hard and I, I remember those days like there oh yeah you were some, right there buddy front there, center there was you were other. driving the freaking train <laughs> right off the rails sometimes but there it some made moments us where stop. all of us and leah knows yeah. we all know this there was moments where all of us would phone each other and go, what the oh. fuck do we yeah. do now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because, you know, you go along and, you know, you're constantly harvesting in a documentary, harvesting material, sifting material, and the story keeps changing on you. But basically, you kind of, you know, at a certain point, you sort of think, okay, I know what kind of story this is. But in this one, Andrew oh, kept throwing freaking goddamn, you know, things at us so you know curveballs and things where things were supposed to go a certain way and they didn't and it was a really um it was challenging and 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 scary and exciting to to truly follow you where this where this where the story led us the narrative defined where we were going we didn't we didn't have we didn't have a narrative that we were retelling this was all new to us that's mm-hmm. what I think was hard for me as a, as one of the subjects of the film because, like we just talked about, how 
certain people like the disability narrative to be cookie cutter one sort of way. As much as I thought that it, that I didn't want that, there were moments in when we were filming yeah. where I had to stop and say to you, Jari, like, oh, let's do it this way. And you were like, no, that's not what I want. Yeah, that's and, that's easy. That's too easy or that's not honest. And Yeah. yeah. Um, so, Leah, as a producer, what has it been like for you? For you like, what as a producer who produces a lot of stuff, mm-hmm. what is what what was it about this that was like, this is the one? Like, how has it been for you to produce a story like this that is so kind of different for all of us? This is, this is something that none of us have really done before. Well, I think, um, I mean, we've touched on it a little bit already, but I think I'm always intrigued by exploring stories that I know very little about, right, um, in terms of where they will go, uh, and a deeper understanding for concepts or issues, be they social, you know, um, that that are new to me. And, and, and always pushing myself, I think, to really also change who I am, the way that I think and sometimes, you know, break down my my preconceptions and my judgments. And so for me, it was realizing that uh, embarking on a project like this was also going to push me. It was going to push me to grow. It was going to push me to change. It was going to to um, put me in a position where I'd have experiences that I'd never had before. And, and that was, uh, I think, frightening, but also really exciting. Um, I think you uh, and uh, our other subjects in the film were also so incredibly interesting to me and and fascinating and courageous. And so I was just attracted to getting the opportunity to embark on on this journey with with Jari and all of you quite sincerely, right? Um, so it was all new to me and everything is, I mean, I think there are certain things when you produce, you come up against similar challenges. That's, you know, logistical challenges. There are the exigencies of production. Um, but creatively it's always new. Uh, and so this was something that was, um, that was going to be different for me. Uh, and, and I welcomed it and I'm so glad that I did. And one of the things I love talking to you about with Leo and when we've talked about production stuff is bringing forward to you kind of stuff around um, during the the course of production, stuff around accessibility, stuff mm-hmm. around what would be needed to make this shot go. Yes. What yep. does, and what does Andrew need to make his to make his wheelchair look really good for this? How like exactly. stuff like that. And I think why I think this is such an important film is not because you, you just picked some subjects who had disabilities and shot a film. Is that you worked with us collaboratively to make sure that the story was as authentic as possible. Um, And you guys know in filming docs, being authentic, (laughs) it was authentic, but there are many times where we had to, where there are many elevator buttons that I had to push more than once. Yeah, there are definitely constructs in, in, in many documentaries. Absolutely. To get the shot. So like, but what I liked about it was the authenticity of the piece itself and, and all of us kind of learning how to do it together. Um, Leah, can you tell us a little bit more about what it was like for you to, once you had agreed to work with Jari, what was it like to pitch a film like this to your, to the higher ups at NFB? Well, I have to tell you, I work with an incredible group of people. And so even though Jari's already expressed that the first reaction from potential partners was one that was very dismaying for both of us, uh, I don't think 
anyone ever questioned the importance, the relevance, and the viability of this project. Uh, and so it was just, it was a positive experience. I don't think I had to have very long conversations. And, uh, you know, there were initial conversations before we had the footage that led us into an investigate, and I was supported. Um, investigate is another word for early development here at the NFB. But then I think everybody that saw that footage that Jari's referenced was just like uh, hooked, for lack of a better word. Um, the demo actually that I'm describing included um, yourself, Andrew, and then another of our subjects, Stella, who were both telling us um, stories of what it was like to, I mean, in your case, it was your first sexual encounter, right? Um, and, and Stella was actually, I think, you know, delving deeper into what it means to be disabled and to have a sexual identity. Uh, and everyone that I shared that footage with was on board. So for me, to be really honest, there, there wasn't a difficult kind of, there, was, there wasn't difficulty in getting this, this project off the ground. I was supported through and through from the outset. Um, but I will say, as Dari also mentioned, I also believed in this film <laughs> from the outset. Yeah. So I'm not sure that I was willing to take no for an answer. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's another way I would Yeah. And I think, you know, that, and I, that's, I think that's good. I think it's also really hard to produce stuff. And so for me, as somebody, as one of the subjects of the film, I, uh, and I always talk. I, I I joked earlier about how I'm a fame whore. That's true. But when you when you're doing 13, 14 hour shoots, like <laughs> audience, when Jari said I'm coming over with the crew, she didn't yeah. mean she didn't mean one or two people with a camera. She mm. meant the sound guy, the other sound guy, the PA, the yeah. Apple Box holder guy. Yeah. There was so many <laughs> yeah. different people that were. So when she said I'm coming over, she, it would. There yeah. was a day, I'll never forget this day, we shot in my old apartment from 8 in the morning until about <laughs> until about yeah. 1 a.m. Mm-hmm. And at 1 a.m., both Jari and I were still like, but wait, can we just, <laughs> what about yeah. this? Wait, there's another shot to do. Yeah. So, like, as much as I enjoy, and I think that people with disabilities obviously should be in front of the camera, I think when people when people embark on shoots like that, they need to remember that as disabled people, our bodies may react differently to to being on camera all the time. And so after 14 hours, I was exhausted. I was so tired. But I knew that, and both Jari and I talked about this a lot, that like we, we pushed it. So well, not to mention, I had to learn also, you know, to be not not just um not not just patient, but but sens- sensitive and aware, because you just mentioned it that you know I might say, oh, you know, I'm looking at the shot through the monitor, and I'm going, oh, Andrew, can you just move your arm the, just a little to the right, and you'd look and say, uh, <laughs> no, <laughs> I can't, <laughs> right? And I was like, oh, okay, right? And it was so it was there were just. Um, it really, it really forced me to keep things honest in a way. You know, we take some sh- sort of little short. We have a little bit of shorthand sometimes when mm-hmm. we're uh, creating, building a sequence or something. But in this this in this case, we found we had to find ways to kind of um, 
I don't know if the right word is workaround, but we certainly had to find ways to capture, think about capturing what we, what the, the, the authenticity, the truth of a, of, a, of a scene or a shot in a way that was... Um, true to the... True yeah, it was true, thing. true, absolutely true to you. There were no funny little, you know, no little glib tricks we could do or timing that we could have you you and know we tried one of our cameras we, we tried yeah we you tried. were our camera guy david david kane hi yeah if you were david, saying, hi. David, yeah, um he he tried you know he tried a bunch of times to make things <laughs> how many shots of me going into my bedroom what did we do to get that one shot that one time we <laughs> we well, tried so hard to make it work but we i well, think yeah it's had- difficult to have you um navigate your motorized 300 pound wheelchair just so you know so that it's just to just, get the shot yeah, so, just the shot. so you know we had to find other other ways of doing things and and i think it kept it very it kept it very honest and it kept it very kind of we were really on on our on our on our toes the whole time you know we were yeah. really alert to um, and that's ironic because I I was not on my toes at any point. No, during- not at all. Not <laughs> literally or figuratively. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> but I think what's interesting, and I think that what I'd like to point out now, Andrew, is just I think that what we also had that was amazing um, in in the creation of this film was your complete investment and exactly yeah. what you've been speaking to is that willingness to go to to ensure that we were capturing you truthfully. Um, and I think, you know, uh, we talked about earlier these very deep, difficult issues with a light touch, but I think that is in large part due to you and your personality. You have such an incredible sense of humor and joie de vivre that was always a delight that even when we were kind of struggling with certain things we were coming up against, I mean, all three of us were also, by the end of most of our conversations, laughing, right? Yeah. 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 And I really, I really appreciated that part of it to be able to be so honest with the two of you in our conversations. And then even if it was hard for me to tell you, because there was stuff that I remember there was something that I, that Jari and I did, there was a scene that Jari and I did way at the beginning when, back when I was in Vancouver doing, when we were shooting there, I was afraid to tell you that I didn't like how it looked. And I spent like a good 20 minutes with my friend who was with me being like, should I tell her? No, I should just leave it alone. No, I should just, don't tell her. It's fine. Don't don't make trouble. It's the NFB. Leave it alone. And I, then I just said, no, fuck it. I'm going to go. I'm going to tell her. And I went to Jari and I didn't know Jari very well at this point. And I just said, um, you're not going to make this a sad, sappy disability film, are you? <laughs> yeah. And Jari goes, yeah. oh, no, <laughs> that wasn't my plan. <laughs> There's more to come on this very special episode of Disability After Dark, the premier podcast shining light on sex and disability. But first, we're going to play some ads. Stay tuned and we'll be right back. This episode of Disability After Dark has been brought to you by the worker owners of Come As You Are. Come As You Are has the peculiar distinction of being the world's only worker-owned cooperative sex shop. 
With feminist and anti-capitalist values, come as you are only carry sexuality products that they truly believe in at the lowest price possible. Get free shipping at www.comeasyouare.com using coupon code AFTERDARK. Hi, this is Dallas Steele, and I listen to Disability After Dark, the podcast to shine a bright light on sex and disability with Andrew Gerza. And now, back to the show. So there was a point in when we were in Vancouver, I remember we were in Vancouver and there was, I didn't know Jari very well yet. And I remember saying to my, a friend who was with me, my attendant who was with me, is she going to make a really savvy disability film? Oh fuck. What, what have I gotten into? Cause there was a scene and I'll explain the scene cause it's, <laughs> it's funny now. And you, Jari, you know exactly what I'm talking about. There was a scene, <laughs> a scene where you wanted me to, we're in the hotel room and yeah. you wanted me to look outside the window. Yeah. And I think the note you gave me was, look outside the window pensively. Yeah, thoughtfully, yes. Yeah, and I, anybody who knows me, who see me in any aspect of my life, knows I can't do, don't ask me to do any facial expressions that aren't smiling, because I don't know how to do that. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. You have me sitting in front of this big window in Vancouver. Yeah, what did I know? I didn't know you couldn't do that. I didn't <laughs> know that as soon as I asked you to do that, you were going to laugh. And neither did I. I laughed. That, I swear to God, we started that process around 8 o'clock that night, and I, we didn't get done till almost, almost 11. Oh, my God. Because I couldn't stop laughing. <laughs> so, I mean, part of this film, yeah, we went we went. Which into- was fine. Which was fine, because what I learned about that, again, was that I couldn't use the same kind of shortcuts uh-huh. that one sometimes reaches for. Um in the process of, of putting together a narrative, putting together a story, building a scene, a sequence. I, 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 you know, I was forced to put my hands down by my side and sort of go, all right, how, what's this telling me? What, what do I, what do I have to learn here? What am, when am I being asked, challenged to uh, approach differently? And it was really very, illuminating for me i think um yeah and the mm-hmm. other thing that we did with this film when when you say i hadn't done a piece like this before I, it's true in many ways but one of the most obvious ways for me is that i haven't really done a very like a um you know a, a sort of subs, a, a substance film a substance documentary really that i can think of that had no known that had absolutely no voiceover narration, you know, which is often a shortcut for how, how, what's happening, how you should be feeling, how someone is feeling. We went, Leah and I discussed this and we, we, from the beginning decided that, that there would be no voiceover narration. No one was going to speak for you or any, anyone else in the film that you were going to have your own voice. And it's, um, it's, it's difficult to do that and be very truthful, um, you know, and to really stick, find the integrity in a scene and stick with it because, you know, it's, it's not as efficient in some cases as just sort of landing there with um, your ready-made sort of digestible kind of cookie cutter. Yeah. You know, 
I mean, because I remember saying to you, Jari, I remember saying like, hey, can you get, um, I remember saying like, hey, can you get Keith Morrison or somebody cool to narrate this? And you were like, no, no, no. We're not- <laughs> no. Um, so why don't the two of you tell me in the audience your favorite, your favorite scene from the film so far, Fil- either filming or watching it? Like, what scene do you watch and go, oh, that's the, my favorite one? Huh. And why? Hmm. There are many, I have many, many favorite, favorite moments. Um, because they, they, they reveal so many different aspects of what I've come to really, um, love about, about you and about how you've shared your story with, with us and, and others. So I don't, I, I don't know. I don't, the one that comes to me, I don't want to say because I don't want to. Okay. Well, hide it. it, hide it in like, I'll say, you'll, yeah, say. Say. <laughs> you'll say. Okay. So for me, I would say, I mean, I, uh, I'm biased because I love the film in its entirety, but I think the moment in terms of what you're, you're speaking to Andrew in which I, I almost get um, goosebumps. Actually, is is not a talking point. It's not a moment where you're sharing uh, anything with the audience. Is when we actually, but it's when we observe you in the moment of something, and we also realize that you're actualizing what you said you want to do, which is the scene in which you're being photographed with the model in the nude. Oh yeah. yeah. Hi, Chad. <laughs> <laughs> and it is this absolutely beautiful and intimate moment. Um, between the two of you and you feel quite um, on one level like you're you're peeping in on this moment right um, but on another you know, level because this is a sex podcast the word peeping is like my favorite it's the okay. perfect word it's the perfect word for this peeping in, <laughs> peeping in. Peeping, peeping. Um, but there's there's but you're so you both look so beautiful and you prior to this talk about the fact that what you're trying to do is to change the way that disabled people are captured in the media and you succeed at that in that moment it's actualized and so for me I think that is quite a significant um and one of the most powerful moments of the film uh in which I I absolutely every time I watch it I get goosebumps that moment was terrifying to film (laughs) I know and we we didn't even know each other very well. <laughs> Here we were. I know. I know. And I, it's so funny because I had never met Chad before. Right. We had met on Instagram because I saw him and I was like, oh, he's attractive. I'm going to ask him to do some stuff for me because he'll maybe promote, promote my stuff. So he was down for it. And then <laughs> I said, oh, I'm coming to Vancouver and I want to shoot with a model. And he right away was like, sure, no problem. And so <laughs> I remember he came into my hotel room and... My friend Rita, who was my friend tenant, was there with me, and I was hyperventilating beforehand because I was like, "I've never, I have never <laughs> let laid in bed with somebody this. Like, what is happening?" He comes over, he, he hugs me in my big blue mesh sling, and he says, "Okay, let's do this." The next thing I know, his clothes are off, and he goes, "Okay, I'm gonna just lie on top of you now." And it was, I am the most unprofessional professional person there is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They're, they're laughing, audience, because they know. <laughs> yeah. There was, and so he lies on top of me, and I am just... I At that point, I'm laughing so hard I can't stop. 
he's trying to be serious. He's got model face on, and I am falling apart. There, there are pictures of me from that shoot, just giggling <laughs> for like mm-hmm. for like five minutes. But I love that. I love that shoot because it was what I had always wanted to do, and it was the first time I ever got to do it. Yeah. And I remember saying to him like, "Is it okay if I touch you here?" Like I was so concerned about his comfort which again speaks to my own level of like ableism around what was happening absolutely because i didn't feel like i was allowed Mm -hmm. even when i was doing it i didn't really feel like i was allowed to be doing it because i'm disabled and what and Mm -hmm. how are you taking sexy photos right now so it it was a really eye-opening experience for me and part of why i like the cameras there is because when when the cameras are rolling and you guys said go i didn't have a choice this is what we're shooting so you better be comfortable with it now, Andrew, because you can't say no. So it was really eye-opening for me as a disabled person. As much as I joke and talk about wanting to be in the media and say, like, oh, I'm a fame whore, blah, blah, mm-hmm. to actually do it mm-hmm. and to see – and I've seen that scene a bunch of times now – to see that and to see what someone else watching that will – how how they'll react, um, that I hope it makes people – I hope it does give them goosebumps and I hope they – get tears not out of like some ins- inspirational porn pity crap mm-hmm. but they get tears because hopefully you're seeing a version of yourself or what I would hope with this film and what I've always said to both of you is that I want to provide a template for the next generation of of queer disabled people or disabled people trying to access their sexuality I want to provide them a guidepost so that when they're looking for somebody who's done it before here I am yeah. yeah. And yeah. My, I mean, absolutely. My, my favorite, but my favorite scene. Okay. From, from the, sh- there was there, again, there were so many. My two favorites mm-hmm. were in the shower because that's great. And then the shower scene was fun. You guys will see. The shower scene was m- slow mo. Everything slow mo, mm-hmm. um, which I th- well, you go. I loved it. I hope I didn't give too much away there. No, 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 no. <laughs> but, well, why did you? Why did you love it? Did it give you a sense of seeing yourself differently? Or yeah, because I mean, to see your, to see myself naked in the aspect of typically when I see myself naked, it's in the aspect of care. Yeah, and this was that. This was part of that. But when you slowed it down, like it's all slow and porny almost. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Like I really like that because you don't see like you see my commode chair, you see my mangled toes, you see my like spastic yeah. hands, my little disability belly, some of my yeah. scarring on my legs. You see all of that. Yeah. In a really like there should have been like a baseline. There should have been that going through <laughs> the whole piece. But I just thought it was really different and I'd never seen myself in that way before and for a minute like not that I want to say that I got turned on by myself but I got turned on by the idea of what was being shown on film well it sounds like you feel it captured the essence of you it did I mean considering also that that shoot that day I was actually just talking to the to the subject of that shoot this morning and we were laughing about how long it took us to get the shot. We had to do that shower scene twice. I'll never forget having, being dressed and having done the shower and we're all good. And then Jari going, 
Um, <laughs> do you think maybe? And I mean, unlike an able-bodied subject who could just say, "Oh yeah, yeah. let me just jump yeah. in the shower and yeah. no problem." Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Both my attendant and I looked at each other and went, "Oh fuck, really? All right, okay." So we we yeah. got up and did it. But yeah. there there are different considerations yes. to like reshooting yeah. that I think yeah. absolutely that I think came into play. You um, were, and you guys were both champs. It was, but we I we had fun that day, and that was a good like when you got when anybody who goes to see this film <laughs> sees that scene, just know that I was laughing the whole way through. Like they caught me in <laughs> they caught me in serious moments throughout this film, but the, most of the film is Jar going, Andrew, stop laughing. We have to shoot this. Stop laughing, please. <laughs> please. So tell me a little bit about the But you do laugh. Stuff. Hang on, hang on. I just wanted to jump in there because you yeah. have to share that you do laugh when you are anxious or nervous as well. I, so, well my audience knows this. They hear me yeah. giggle. Well, I'm just saying you, you weren't podcast. glib. We weren't glib about what we, what we were doing, but we were... Um, we were... We were loose. We were excited and we were... Yeah. Yeah. And we made it like what I appreciate about the about what you did as the kind of the, you set the tone for the set every day, Jar, and you made sure that I was supported in every way possible. You made sure that things like like transit tokens were taken care of. You made sure that I was fed. You made sure that my attendant care workers were okay, and everybody was like, "There's a you took real care to jump into this process in a world you had no idea about, really, and say, okay." I don't know anything about this, but tell me what I need to do to help you. And we're, we're, we're golden. I, I think when people produce content around disability, they often don't think of the, the it's in, in disability community circles, it's being called the crip tax, which is like the time and energy it takes to do a certain thing. The crip um, tax. Yeah. It's called the crip tax. It's the time and energy as a disabled person, yeah. it, it takes to do a certain thing. And how sometimes stressful that can be, and so I think a lot of the time when when people with disabilities are on camera, yeah, a lot of the production people don't see that. Mm-hmm. And what yeah. I loved about our production crew was that I'm, I'll never forget the day we we moved into my house and we were filming. We were filming. I just moved into my new place and we were filming a scene with my best friend, and we had to get me on my pull-out couch, and nobody knew how to do it. And I remember. Um, the the camera guy David said, "Oh, I'll just lift you," and everybody, the three of them, the two, the camera guy, the sound guy, the Apple Box guy, all said, "All right, well, what do we have to do?" And they just threw me on the bed, and we figured it out. But that's the kind of like commitment and understanding that it takes to to film a mm-hmm. a story like this, where like if your subject with disabilities needs help, somebody's gonna figure it out. And everybody jumped in, and I think that's what makes the film so kind of cool because behind the scenes nobody knew what they were doing but they were learning about disability as uh-huh. we went uh-huh. that's Everybody. very true uh-huh. and i think that's why it's so that's why i love it so much because i was learning how to be a superstar obviously obviously <laughs> obviously <laughs> obviously not that i <laughs> not that i am already but i was also learning how to be professionally disabled like i'd never i had never done a project like this before ever and so there was stuff that I did that Jari would go, no, 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 that doesn't work with the shot because blah. And when you would sit with me and tell me the technical reality of what you were going for to try to frame disability in a way that, that, a, that a bigger audience than just me who knows a lot about my story would understand, mm-hmm. it made me 
understand that when people with disabilities are on camera, they're not just telling their story. They are, mm-hmm. they have, whether they want to or not, have become an image of possibility of what disability could be for someone else. So there was a big responsibility that I don't think we talked about a lot, but it, it was there. Now that I think about it and now that people are going to see it soon, it was there and I'm, ter- I'm excited, but also so scared for people to see it because mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be embodying this part of mm-hmm. disability culture as I don't, I don't want to say icon to be glib, mm-hmm. but icon in terms of like, this is another piece of the story that somebody can gravitate, gravitate to if they want to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I think, I think that you, I think that is such an interesting and honest, um, examination, Mm -hmm. you know, in in the, in the end that, yes, you know, we were all going through different, you know, the, the film was being made, but we were all learning so much about each other and about things that we had no knowledge of, but but you're but I think that's a really 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 important thing to mention that we were willing to go there. We didn't know, you know, that from this, like you said, the, I mean, from the smallest things, like 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 I, I mentioned before, I didn't know that you couldn't really necessarily position yourself you know it was just sort of second nature as a director for me to say oh a little to the left (laughs) Mm -hmm. and you would be like uh mm, no really I can't really I can't and we would just sort of regroup and it was just every single day was like that and it was um I don't know it was just so wonderful for me it was it was wonderful for me. It was wonderful for me to know that it was just a great challenge and it was just a great privilege and wonderful for me to know that I could be open in in the way you, you really helped me t- t- uh, get in touch with a part of me that, I don't know, I I had sort of, I don't know, subverted a little bit, I guess. Well, you know? I'm happy that I could be a part of that. <laughs> well, like when I had, you know, like when we're going behind, we're going, shit, Andrew, eat. And it's like, I can't. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, well, then I just, you know, we, we, I'd feed you, right? Like it was just totally. Yeah, I remember that. <gasps> I remember the first time you had to feed me and I remember saying to you, and uh, I do. You're going to have to feed me. Yeah. 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 And I remember, I remember pausing and thinking, oh, what if she thinks it's weird? Like what if, <laughs> what if that isn't. <laughs> I told I mean, you about it too, Lee, I think. And you did. Yeah. You did. Yeah. 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 So it's really kind of neat. I mean, you, you were nervous about asking me and I was sort of nervous about asking you if you needed help. But in yeah. the end, we just, I just, you know, I pitched in and did it. You ate without giving me the hairy eyeball and it was fine. I think I did. I think I yeah. did once. Oh, did you? too fast, too slow, too much, too soon. Right. Yeah. I think I definitely might've, might've done. Um, but tell me more now, now that we're in the final push before we birth this thing, um, what are you, what is, what are we doing? What are, I know, I know, I know what we're doing, Mm -hmm. but what is happening promotionally? Like, what can you guys tease out to my listening audience that they can know to get their bums in the seat so we can watch this thing? So in terms of just the rollout or just the premiere next Tuesday? 
Um, well, because some people, it's premiering. Yeah, tell us about the premiere next Tuesday, but then like an overview of what's going to happen with the film. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, I think we're all thrilled and uh, unbelievably, unbelievably excited for the world premiere of Picture This next Tuesday, May 30th at 5 p.m. Uh, at Tiff Bell Lightbox Cinema 2, which is part of the Inside Out uh, International Film Festival. So that is the first not, thing. Not in Toronto. That's in Toronto. That's in Toronto. That's in Toronto. Um, and uh, and so beyond that, I mean, right now what we're looking at is a festival rollout for the film. So um, even it hasn't even premiered yet, and we are already getting requests from, the, from various festivals, uh, another festival in Halifax, uh, another festival in North Carolina. So right now what we're doing is actually just building a festival strategy for the film. Um, and so we are hoping to tour with this internationally. Um, and then beyond that, um, you know, the film was always created with the intention of, um, of being distributed, uh, online. And so the platform for the film is online. And I actually think, um, there will be uh, a great opportunity for us to continue with that. But there is still, of course, the hope that there will be other outlets, other modes of distribution that, um, that we realize and determine as we get this baby out there that makes sense for the film. So we're still exploring other possibilities with it. Awesome. Jari, do you have anything to add there? No. I'm trying to grab people and bring drag them in to, to see the piece, you know? Yeah. I just think that um, that there were um Yeah, there 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 are many ways to kind of enter the experience of watching this piece as well. Like there I think we we really um we really thought hard about how to how to do that. So I'm, I'm anxious for people to see it. I'm, I'm hoping that those moments of, Oh, is this too kind of like icky for you? I hope hope that maybe not here, but maybe over here where he's with his mom, you know, maybe you can. I hope people sit in that discomfort the whole fucking time. and don't know what to do with themselves. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Well, um, and the scene with my mom though. Okay. I watched that. I remember being there, my mom is a superstar. Everyone, so I remember being there when she when she was filming that scene, and I was watching on the monitors, and I couldn't speak <laughs> because it would it would pick up on the mics. So I had to sit there with my hand in my mouth <laughs> and both applaud her and try not to cry at the same time. Yeah. Oh my! Yeah, the stuff. And I think what's important about this film too is we don't just talk to me. Of course, I'm the star, but we talk to... Of course. <laughs> of course. We talk to people around, and what was interesting for me was to learn kind of what my mom felt about all of this stuff, and so it was really eye-opening for me to... There was a scene that we cut that didn't end up in the film, which I hope it's okay that I talk about. I'm going to talk about it anyway, and you guys can chastise me later, but there's <laughs> there's a scene in the film where we're walking down my mom's back backyard mm-hmm. and Jari wanted me to sit with her and talk to her about my aspirations to maybe possibly one time do porn right and so Jari comes to me and goes would you <laughs> she comes to me before and whispers to me and goes would you ask your mom this and I was like what I don't know if I could uh and so she goes oh come on it's okay so, so <laughs> we're walking back there and I'm sitting with my mom on the bench and I go mom how'd you feel if I maybe one day wanted to do that and she goes well, 
all right, as long as it's produced good. <laughs> yeah. and she said, and she said, she also said, well, you know, it's just sex. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that for me as a disabled person uh, was really important because I think disabled people with respect to their parents, we often don't talk about sex with our parents anyway, but when you're right. disabled and need a special kind of care, the idea of sex is um, even more shrouded in like fear and mystery. So when I heard her say that it was all right, when, when, and she's told me this, you know, off camera too, but to have that kind of validation on film was really kind of key for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was really a big moment for sure. Um, well, you know what, what? Maybe we, maybe Leah, we should open the film up and <laughs> re-edit. I'm not even going to respond to both of you yeah. on this one, but it's all good. No. All good. But I think, you know what, Andrew, I think when I think about um, your mom and all of you, right, all of the other subjects in our film that are connected to you, I think what um, is to me so significant is, is just uh, being able to identify this community of people that surround you. Yeah. Um, and I think to show um, just how much you are loved, you know, that's what I always take away from, from that time and how much you love. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that is, that is the beauty of those moments that I'm a, I'm a lover, not a fighter. Guys. You're a lover, yeah. not a fighter. <laughs> just... uh, and you demonstrate that through and through. It's all um, good. So what is the, so the last thing I want to ask you both, what is the biggest thing you guys have learned about doing this film around sex and disability that you didn't realize before and why? It's the biggest thing I learned. Like, or what is one thing you learned that you didn't know before? Well, I think for me, what I would say is, um, is the need for conversations other than just accessibility mm-hmm. um, in terms of um, issues that relate to disability, right? Um, it's not that that's not, I'm not even phrasing it correctly, but I think what happens is it's not even a need that I have per se, but I think what I realized as we started to explore the issues um, and to look more deeply at, at what the narrative of this film would be was that I realized that that is where most people, particularly in the able-bodied community, sit, is that when you look at issues of disability, everyone chalks it up to accessibility, right? right. That's what it's about. Um, but nobody's actually looking at um, more deeply or conversing or having dialogues outside of the disabled community about um, identity or the way one leads their lives or other... I mean, Go I ahead. Think- I think we are. I, I think the conversations are happening. The trouble is that because we've been taught as a society not to offend the disabled guy, right. nobody feels like they can voice what they're feeling because exactly. the disabled guy might not feel happy about it, so I, I shouldn't say anything. The trouble is that these conversations are totally happening, but they're not happening in a way where somebody could look at that and see themselves. And now, like I said earlier, hopefully this film will act as a mirror for just one shard of a mirror, a big mirror around sexuality and disability that's starting to open up. And hopefully this will provide another another nuanced piece to that. 
Well, I think so. I think to your point, though, I think they may be happening, but they're happening off the radar. And I think you, you know, it's something that is touched upon in the film. They're not conversations that are being had necessarily in mainstream media or being documented, right? Yeah. Um, and they don't, and maybe they are transcending um, communities on smaller levels, but not in a significant way. And so I think that's something that needs to absolutely change. Exactly. Jari, you have any thoughts to add there? Well, I think that that Leah really um, hit the nail on the head. I, and I, and I, but I also, you know, my sort of, I don't tend to intellectualize things too much. Um, so it, 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 but there's a sense in me that having done this film that it sounds really crazy to say, I guess it sounds a bit sort of at the risk of sounding pretentious, but I feel like my life is bigger. I feel like my, um, I feel less, um, I don't know. I feel less afraid to make connections with people in general, just people who I, I thought I had little in common with or. Oh, my heart just swelled mm -hmm. a little bit there for a second. Really? Mm -hmm. It sounds so. No, but I get it. I mean, you that, know? I mean, Again, validates the work that I and other people in this community are trying to do to get people to look at things differently That's right. um, and to get people to think about things differently and to maybe talk to the person that they would not normally ever talk to. So I think that's great. I think that's a, that's a fantastic outcome. And that happened to me all during the, the making of this film. Mm -hmm. It all happened during the making of the film. So it's, yeah, it's been a really... And it's, it's still happening. happening. And it's still happening. And it's still happening. Yay. It's yeah, happening. still happening. And and hence also, I mean, you, coming full circle to the what we started, what you sort of touched on at the beginning, was why did, when I woke up in the morning, picked up the phone and said, Leah, I know it's really early on a Sunday morning, but I think <laughs> I have the title. And she, I said, what? what do you think it could be? And I said, how about picture this? And you kind of high-fived me through the phone. I did. Because it captured all of the new... It was an invitation to imagine something else. It yes. was an invitation to put you, Andrew, into the picture and say, ta-da. And it was just, um, yeah, just an, uh, just a... Um, an invitation to shift our perspective. Exactly. If we can. And just, just for a second, let's just picture this, you know? So I think that that was what we were finally so ecstatic and relieved to, you know, after going through all the other sexy queer crips and, you know, we went through so much like, and the, you know, so many different. Yeah. We had so many different labels. We had so many different titles for the film. Oh, I even put forward uh, my junk, my chair, or something like that. My chair, my junk. I, mean I will say. <laughs> but that was because, and I will say this, I will end with this, is that Jari really, I think you were so consumed with wanting to do justice to the complexity of the film um, and to land a title that would actually really deliver on that. And that's why I think it, it haunted um, – you, us, as much as it did, you know, it just and had to be the about, right title, right? What I love about what what I love about Jari's commitment to that to that veracity 
is that that hasn't changed. We're we're six days out, and you know, Leah, we've been getting emails even now. Like, well, what about if? Yeah, <laughs> I know. I am insufferable. You guys are going to start just blocking me. No. <laughs> No, we won't. But I, I think I think everybody recognizes that everybody um on this team is oh, all we're doing is is trying to make everything the best it can be. Absolutely. Yeah. I right. I just I I I absolutely yeah know that to be the case. Yeah. Leah, Jari, it's been I I'm so excited. So you so audience, if you're in Toronto, Tuesday night, May thirtieth, five PM in the person of interest shorts program at the Toronto International Film Festival Lightbox at the Inside Out Film Festival in Toronto. Outside of Toronto, it's gonna come soon. You're gonna see a lot. <laughs> you're gonna see a lot of me in a lot of different places on a lot of screens. Um, and lastly, we have done so much to make this film accessible. We're working on a bunch of different things. I don't want to say exactly what they are because they're still being tweaked. But we're doing our best to make sure that the film is as accessible to all different audiences as possible. So I really applaud the National Film Board for taking that under their wing. And we thank you for allowing us to, both Jari and I and the NFB, to work with you in in telling this story. So thank you for your collaboration, Andrew, and thank you for having us on your program. It's been such a pleasure. Such, And you guys are are my friends now. (laughs) Yes, we are. No, we're never going to lose you, Andrew. <laughs> never. You're never. Us forever now, which is awesome. That's the, Thanks, great. Andrew. So thank you both so much, and we'll talk soon. Talk soon. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye. So there you have it, guys. Now you kind of know what I've been up to the last year and a half and the work that I've been doing, creating a documentary around the work I do as a disability awareness consultant and sharing some of my personal stories on film with an audience. It premieres on Tuesday. I am so excited to share it with you. I hope that this documentary and this insight with Jari and Leah gave you guys a way to look at creating content around disability and I gave you an insight into how they considered making the project and the considerations they took in taking this project on and I'm really excited to be given the opportunity to um, share this with you and to also share kind of how things like this are made and what goes on behind the scenes when you're creating disability related content and I appreciate that the National Film Board of Canada allowed me to be a part of this and allow me to hopefully leave my mark on the world of film, sex, and disability. I can't thank Jari and Leah enough for their contributions today. I thank them for their time, their candor, and their humor in talking about this subject and taking me on to be podcast guest on this show. Thanks, guys. Lastly, the wonderful people of the National Film Board have let me know that the electronic press kit for picture this is now released i will put that in the show notes so be sure to have a look at that and you can see a couple clips you can see my bio you can see basically the people you can actually see 
pictures of Leah and Jari on that in that press kit. So have a look to see who graciously produced this film, and I'm so excited for you guys to see it. If you're in Toronto, May 30th, 5 p.m., Inside Out Film Festival, as part of the Person of Interest Shorts Program. I hope you enjoyed this special episode, and we'll see you again soon on the premiere episode on the premiere podcast, shining light on sex and disability, disability after dark. Copyright notice: This program was created and produced by Andrew Gerza and Crippled Content Creations. Any and all materials, including graphics, music, and audio recordings, are property of the owner and cannot be used or distributed without express permission.